We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow the Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dorf. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. Coming to you live Sunday, April 11th. We are on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, doing the live stream, as always, Sunday night live stream. If you are joining us live on the stream tonight, what's up? Welcome. Thanks for joining. Make sure to get your questions in in the chat. We will be answering those here shortly. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Go drop a five-star rating while you're listening. That would mean the world to us. I am your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Along with me, we almost have the full squad. I've got Nick Crane. Am I the only person that's not featured in the intro? I'm not either, if that uh, makes you feel better. Really kind of shows that. where we fall in the priority. You know? I always knew I was number six, and there's only five of us. You can blame uh, Jacob Silva for that. He's the one that made the intro and sent Typical. it to me. I'm gonna shoot We've got Tommy right Armarabian along for the, the ride. The truth is you just have to say outlandish things that don't make sense, and you'll make it into the <laughs> intro. And uh, I feel like that's Nick every podcast. <laughs> nah. Uh, but uh, on, on a, som- a more somber note, uh, rest in power to our boy DMX, man. Dang, man. DMX going to give it to you. I heard mm-hmm. that uh, the Utah Jazz – did their starting lineups to X going to give it to you last night, which is just beautiful. Beautiful. I also know that when the thunder went to uh, a commercial break in the arena, uh, Nick, you could probably attest to this because you were there last night. 
I could hear in the background, although there were no fans, they still play the music during the timeouts and they played the Rough Riders anthem. Uh, so shout out to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, I they got it going have, on. I would have paid for like a Russ dunk montage of X going to give it to yes. you. Oh my or, gosh, or, yes. But here we are. Maybe later on we'll just take a break from the podcast and play DMX rapping Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's great. <laughs> Dude, it's that wonderful. video is a classic. Man it's lived so life. Good. Lived life. We've also got Justin Peabody along for the ride tonight. Oh, hey, three minutes in. No biggie. What's up, y'all? Guys, uh, the tank is in full go. Mm. Uh, they put that thing in drive, and they are running over Western Europe like it's World War One right now. The tank is is looking beautiful, but we're going to start off the pod uh, not talking about the actual basketball on the court, but we have some roster moves that I figured that we should discuss. We haven't got on here and fully broken this down since some of this has happened. So a quick refresher. The Thunder have officially waived Darius Miller. He is the third player the Thunder have waived in the past few weeks, which is interesting because the Thunder typically don't waive players. Uh, he joins Justin Jackson and Austin Rivers as waived players from the Oklahoma City Thunder in the past two weeks. Uh, the move to waive Darius Miller was presumably made to make room for one Gabriel Deck. He's a forward from Real Madrid. Uh, actually headed to the EuroLeague Finals uh, over in, in Europe, uh, is bailing on his team to come join the tanking Thunder. But as they say, money talks, and Gabriel Deck is reportedly getting $4 million not prorated for the rest of the season. My man's going to make $4 million for 20 games. He's Incredible. rivaling uh, Russell Westbrook on, on that money per game. Uh, that was reported via Chima De Lucas on Twitter. Uh, he is a big guy over in the EuroLeague uh, reporting over there. Chima also reports that – I'm not even going to try to pronounce the guy's first name because I don't want to butcher it and sound like an idiot. Uh, but Mitchich, who the rights to Mitchich were traded to the Thunder in the Al Horford deal from Philadelphia, he will be joining the Thunder this offseason. And then lastly, this has been going on for a while now, but the Thunder signed Jalen Horde to a two-way deal after they converted Moses Brown. Uh, and they signed Justin Robinson to a 10-day deal, which probably has about five days left, I believe, at this point. Um, guys, my question for you, what do you think about all this roster movement for OKC? What does it mean? What do you expect? Uh, I know Nick has some pretty strong feelings on the Euro guys, um, but but just what what are your feelings, your thoughts, uh, does, are there any tea leaves to read here? I think it's, I think there's obvious reasons why, um, deck is getting paid what he is, but it's interesting a month ago, a year ago, whatever it might be. Would you have thought that on a per game basis outside of Al Horford, cause he's not playing, he is making the most money in the thunder. SGA is 4.1 million this year. And that's over 72 games. This guy's making 4 million and 20. Like he is making the most money on the team by a mile. And it's, it. it's interesting. So I think he came over this weekend. I think he was on a flight this weekend to get to the States. If he's not vaccinated, he's going to have to quarantine for two weeks. Yep. And he's not going to play 20 games. He's going to play like six. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, obviously, like Nick alluded to, there's obvious reasons why he's getting paid that much. And uh, those two words are the salary floor. 
OKC had to hit that number or else, you know, they're going to pay the money anyway. So you might as well bring deck over. What I think is most interesting is deck's age. And I think, you know, we've talked about this in our group chat. It's been talked about a lot on Twitter, but he's 26. And when you look at the rest of the Thunder Core, I mean, their lineup last night was the youngest starting lineup in the history of the NBA. I'm curious how you guys feel other than Nick, who I already know how he feels, how you feel about bringing over a guy who's 26 for a few years. Like, how does he kind of fit with the rest of this Thunder team and what do they expect to get out of him? And I think we talked about this in our in our Slack about what is the maximum age that you're willing to take on for this group. And I think we established it was like 24-ish. And the fact that deck is 26 is like, okay, what are we doing here? It seems like a you know, seems like a typical Presti San Antonio Spurs project, Argentinian guy. He plays like a he's like kind of do it a do it all three. His jumper, like it he's has the weird a weird like setup to actually shoot the ball, but the man flies up and down the court. Um, he's a, he can handle the ball. He has a serious vision of the court where he can make some pretty sweet passes. And he also has a lot of random tattoos and I'm all for that stuff. And you're wearing an Argentinian uh, soccer shirt there, Justin. So he's supporting like a Tortuga. Gabriel, Gabriel and are you, uh, are you saying he's a European tatted Kenrich Williams? Cause I'm you just described Kenrich Williams game. So I was thinking about actually Kendrick Williams about it, but I feel like he's more athletic and more fluid in his motions around the court. But I feel like that's a great comp. Uh, I think he likes to run downhill. I think he loves to uh, go and make the right passes. I think he has excellent court vision. I think his jumper is a little bit iffy, but I, I don't know. I, I, but I think that's a good comp. Um. Justin, you mentioned Tortuga, right? Tortuga. Dex nickname, the, the, the tortoise, the turtle. Uh, and both of you guys, uh, Kamiar, uh, I think, and Nick mentioned how he's all tatted up. I believe he does have a Ninja Turtle tattoo that I saw. He also has a tattoo of a gun on his hip, which is the most stereotypical and the most like badass thing ever. Like, I hope that every time he shoots a three, he untucks his jersey and like flashes the handle of his tattoo gun that would I just be that. oh man i would how far it, does the gun go down on the hip on the holster i hope it goes all the way to like his his wiener personally you, but i don't know you I have mean, ever seen the end yes <laughs> all right no, sure I, it European women have seen, seen the end all right all <laughs> right the, guys just the tip uh. it's interesting in the context of the rest of the thunder team since we're talking about tattoos like before the deck or the alleged deck signing, I feel like the Thunder were the least tatted team in the league. Like across the board, George Hill was like the only one who had tats. It's just, it's fascinating. Means nothing, but I find it interesting. I mean, look at Kevin Durant before he decided to do like all the other questionable things. He was like, you know, <laughs> he, he, he had a lot of tattoos in OKC, but they were specifically under his Jersey and you didn't really ever see that many tattoos. Then all of a sudden he leaves and now he's getting tattoos like Rick James on his leg and stuff like that. And you're like, what are you doing, bro? But Hey, well, hey man. we can, we can get off topic 10 minutes into the pot already. Uh, which young thunder player, uh, would be the most surprising, but the coolest to get just like a massive tattoo, like a full sleeve or like a neck Poku. tat. Poku, hundred yeah, percent. I, I think Poku, it's got to be Poku. Poku's be coming back for a year or two with a neck tat. I mean, I, what I if Poku, confident. What if Poku got a Pokemon sleeve done? 
That's gross. Well, remember JJ Reddick had nothing and then came fully arm sleeved like a mm-hmm. season later. My uh, man. Did it? Um, oh, why am I going blank? The guy that's going to win Six Man of the Year from Jordan the Clarkson. Jazz. Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> yes. Came he back to LA one year. Yeah. He hung out with GR just- Smith one time. <laughs> it's done, bro. It's done. No, Poku, though, you look at it, man, you look at that hairline and that haircut, and they they messed my boy up with that haircut. Uh, (laughs) He's got a clear receding hairline. Just shave that off and do skull tattoos, man. He's got a lot of canvas to work Mm, with. He does. He does. Not on his right arm, apparently, though. (laughs) Um, Back to the European players. Justin, you just mentioned the Thunder, the least tatted team in the league. (laughs) Now the Thunder the most Eurocentric team in the mm. league feels that, that way. Accurate? I mean, yeah. Who, who Dallas else is, all, Dallas is yeah. always up there. Dallas is or always up there. Let, let me say international most international team, <laughs> which is different than what Dallas is kind of <laughs> well, true. Well, I just say international <laughs> because instead of Euro, um, if, the, if we yeah. go international with the thunder, you can throw in the two Canadians. Uh, I mean, look at the starting lineup yesterday, right? You, you had Teo from France. You had Dort, who is, I mean, he had a Haitian thing. Right. Um, Dort on, is, on his, it, it, he's, yeah, he's Dort Canadian. is Haitian, but he's from Ontario. His, 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 his parents, nas- yeah, his parents were from Haiti and moved to Ontario. I that's believe. separating the nationality and ethnicity, uh, culture wise. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bays, he's a good old American boy, uh, but uh, that's fun. <laughs> Poku, uh, we all know Poku, and then uh, Moses Brown. Is he American too? He's American. Yes, right? I believe Mo- Moses is American. That's fun. He's so he's yeah, but champion. now you're bringing two more Euro guys over. Whenever Shea plays, you have another Canadian. Whenever Al Horford plays, you have a Dominican. Teo. They are. They are. Yeah, Teo. You. You. They are very um, spread out throughout the world. Uh, here, so. I want to move on from deck and talk about Mitchich for a second, who is reportedly signing a two-year deal to come to the Thunder uh, this coming offseason. 26 years old. Nick's already shaking his head. Here's my thing with Mitchich. I know Mitchich who that guy is. is. Known, uh, watch some videos. He's actually got some some really good passes. Uh, He's supposed Mitchich, to be like one of the top international point guard prospects. Yeah. Is what, oh, wow. I've, is what I've read on the internet. Is he like Mean, great value? Is it like great value Doncic? Like you got Doncic at home. It's Mitchich. <laughs> Mom, he's, he's like he's him. like a he's like a Campuzano or Campazzo on the Nuggets. Uh, gross. Well, oh wow, Nate Sanders in the chat. Fun fact: the Thunder's last first round pick that went to college was Cameron Payne. And yeah, we all know how that worked out. Yeah, colleges for is colleges right? for stuckers. Was Mitch McGarry before or after Payne? He's before. before. He's before. He was before. Okay. Okay. There you go. He may he may not know it, but he was before. <laughs> um, so my, I mean, I, I've got nothing wrong with with bringing these guys over. Like they they could end up being great role players. But why? Like if if you're the Denver Nuggets, Milwaukee Bucks, like you bring one of those guys over to be a role player. If you're the Oklahoma City Thunder, go sign a random 19, 20, 21 year old, Alonzo Trier, like anybody out there that could grow into something over one of those guys. Maybe yeah, I get the idea of, of them being like role players, but like deck is under contract for, for this year. Plus two more years Are the thunder going to be competing by then. I bet it's unguaranteed. And that's what makes me ask the question. Like flexibility. 
is, is this changing the direction a little bit of the team moving forward? I think about that yesterday. I was thinking about it yesterday. Like, when do you guys think? Do you think OKC would actually like realistically try to make the playoffs next year if they felt like they had a decent enough team? I think next year is the year that the tank actually happens. You're gonna have no more. So what are the excuses? But at this point, like, to here's my thing: is does Sam Presti? I think just Justin mentioned this on his post game last night. Sam Presti is the guy that's got all the post-it notes on the wall with all the red yarn running between everything, tying everything together, smoking a pack of cigarettes, going crazy, right? Like he's got this massive plan, this huge conspiracy of how he's going to lay everything out. I don't think he just randomly signs these two Euro guys that don't fit the timeline uh, just for the shit of it. You know, like I, that makes me question if there's something more to be seen coming forward. Yeah. It, if not to be on the team, are they valuable for some other reason? Is it trade package? Is it easier to trade them than one of these really young guys? Is there some interest there from other teams that Presty knows about? Is there some other reason other than strictly on-court value to bring those guys over? Or, to Jacob's point, is this a sign that what the Thunder front office have seen from this team so far makes them feel confident that, okay, this rebuild may not be a five-year deal, may not be a four-year deal, may not even be a three-year deal. Like we're ready to start turning this thing upwards, depending on, you know, obviously how the lottery picks shake out. I think if OKC lands whoever they want in this draft, if Presty gets his guy, does he feel like it's time to go win some games? I hope it's not. a fast. <laughs> I no, Nick, I'm with you. I mean, you guys know I've been full team tank since the word go, right? So mm-hmm. it's just it's an interesting thing to think about. Uh on Mitchich though, Mitchich is a six five point guard. Okay. Everybody nowadays. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a six six point guard. Ty Jerome is a six three point guard. Teo Maladon is a six five point guard. Lou Dort can play both guard positions like where does this guy fit in? That's my question. Like, are you bringing Mitchich over and going to tell Teo and Ty Jerome that they're not going to play minutes anymore? Because that does not seem like a Sam Presti thing to do at all. Hey, do you guys want to know how old Manu Ginobili was when he started playing with the Spurs? 25. He was 25 years old. Isn't that interesting? Nick had that locked and loaded. That was impressive. Because I knew that was going to be what all of Thunder Twitter said. And it's like, <laughs> isn't that you really, that you really think there's going to be another 26-year-old? Oh, and Teo played under Tony Parker as a mentor. He's going to be yeah, like Tony that. Parker. I like, hate narrative because their games are totally different. <laughs> I mean, dude, like it's 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 something, man. <laughs> I don't like. Embrace I don't it, like. Nick. Yeah, I don't like the TP. I don't like the Tony Parker, uh, Teo comparison because they have totally different games. Uh, I hate that, despite you know the connection that Tony Parker mentored him. Uh, but you know, it's never sometimes never too late, Nick. You know, you're playing basketball into your 40s, and then I guess who wanted who wanted Tim Duncan? Wasn't it the Heat just for like a Kendrick Perkins leadership thing not that long ago? I think so. That sounds like a Heat yeah. thing. You're never too old to go play some basketball. Hey, in the chat, we have Oklahoma City Thunder Argentina tuning in. What's up? Thank you for joining. Hope I haven't pissed him off yet. Tortuga. 
All right, guys. Well, I think it's already been asked in the chat, but because of these new signings, um, roster spots are going to be limited, especially if the Thunder end up with three draft picks coming up in July. So I wanted to do a quick exercise. I am going to list a player on the Thunder, and I want you three to collectively decide. I think some of them are going to be really easy. I want you three to collectively decide who was on the roster next year and who is not coming back to the team next year. For reference, there's 10 under contract currently, minus the Euros. That'll be 12. Minus the Euros. All right, you guys ready? Here we go. The first one, the most difficult one on the list, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Nope. <laughs> he might still be dealing with plantar fasciitis. Uh, I don't I don't know. It's a great question. Might have to amputate that foot. Might have to amputate it. Might be the first player that scores a triple double in uh with a On prosthetic. A yeah. oh, I, I think I, I would much prefer him to go with a peg leg. So Shea is on the team yes. next Shea's year. Obviously. On the team. Yep. Yes. Lou Dort. Yep. Yep. Okay. Easy enough. Yep. Darius Baisley. Yep. I, at the beginning of next year? Sure. This is a good qualifier. Are we talking opening night roster or final game roster? Ooh, I don't know. What do you guys want to do? Oh, I don't the make day, the rules. The day after the trade deadline. Okay. Ooh. I like that. I say yes. I say yes for Baisley. I'm going to go yes as well. <laughs> I think that, I, I don't know. I, I want to get more, um, I don't know, Baze's years, even both years. We've talked about all the strangeness of his rookie year, but now, you know, kind of missing a good chunk of games with injury this year. I'm just ready to see Baze go through like a big chunk of normal basketball and, and see where he's at. And playing, playing his actual position would be nice too. Right. Yeah. yeah. And maybe he gets to do more of that. Maybe they keep experimenting. I don't know what it is, but I think I think Bayes still hasn't necessarily had like a full exploration yet. And talk about the Thunder being a bunch of liars. They said it was like a bruised shoulder. This man had a fractured freaking right. like everything. Come scapula. on, man. But uh, I mean, what a cool Baze, word for a bone, by the way. Scapula. scapula. It reminds me of a spatula, so I don't think it's that cool. Mm. <laughs> it was the I, most I, nonchalant. I've never seen a player be out for a month and a half. And then the day he comes back, someone was like, what was the injury? And he was like, oh, yeah, it was a fractured scapula. And no one had any clue what it was until the, after he was back. I've OKC never seen that. Thunder got the information on lockdown. And then he was like 19, seven and five, despite having almost double digit turnovers, but still a really good in his return. Yeah. I mean, kudos yep. to him. Yeah, he it was. It was impressive. All right. Next player. The man, <laughs> the god. Alec oh, hold on, hold on. I can't even say his name. I just got to do this. Alexej Pokosovetsky. Yes. Right. yes or no, on the team next year. Yes. Yeah, yes. 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 Agreed. Teo Maladon. Yes. yes. Uh, we. We, we, we. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Jeez. Oh, we, 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 en croissant. Uh, Gabriel Deck. I say yes, right? I mean, you would have maybe. to maybe he's unguaranteed. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. know. 
<laughs> the team hasn't even announced he's on the freaking team yet, and we're already asking if he's going to be on the team next year. <laughs> is this a? I was thinking about this actually earlier today. Is this a situation where you're like, yeah, it's four million dollars, and uh, might be like worth a trade chip that they need to do to meet the salary cap floor, but also to maybe be a piece going forward as other teams are also scouting guys like him after, like Nick said. Seeing Campazzo and what he's doing at Denver, he's having a pretty positive um, kind of situation there. And maybe other teams scouting them and Sam Presti jumping at it um, before others. I mean, I don't know. I, I have a hard time saying yes as much as I am saying no because we just don't know much of the guy. He's the guy's not even in Oklahoma. He's not even in the states, so I have no idea that you know of. I think it's kind of unfair of a question, actually. <laughs> Comey is actually kind of pissed right now that you would even <laughs> ask that. Uh, Apologies. I'm, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes for deck the turtle the tortuga as of now tortuga está in Oklahoma para let a, me a, a tea a, a key I don't know sorry let oh me counter you real quick Justin every Spanish speaker that we have listening right now I've tried Justin 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 so think about what? devil's advocate devil's advocate there's ten okay. players under contract that are on the roster today. Right. Yes. You have three draft picks. That's thirteen. You sign these two Europeans. That's fifteen. What about that fifty million in cap space? You got to sign some people. Where do these guys fit? That's uh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's why Obvious. I said no. Hmm. That's a great that that is a really good point. I wonder. Yeah, is it bringing back another big money vet like you did with Horford? Yeah, and you got to trade Horford, which probably means yeah. multiple players coming back. Yeah, but that doesn't mean multiple players staying. That's true. Like, that's I, true. I think that that's probably where it happens is Horford getting traded and whatever you bring back probably makes up that difference. Maybe not all of it, and you have to shuffle some people around, but that's probably a good chunk. I just want to see what he looks like on the court, guys. Like, I don't even care. <laughs> he from from what I can tell from Google searches, he screams a lot, and I like that. Nice. I'm into it. <laughs> Next one, Mitchich. No. No clue, dog. <laughs> I don't no. know. Why isn't Yurt Seven on here? I don't know. I think Yurt Seven has a better chance of making the roster than I'd rather Mitchich. Yurt Seven be on the roster. Yeah, same. Oh my gosh. My man's got s over six yurts. Are you guys? I hate you so much. <laughs> so are you guys going no on Mitchich? He's going to sign a contract in the summer and then not be here at the start of the season? Or no, sorry, no, 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 no. Yeah. Summer League, baby. Say, trade deadline. Summer League. Don't you All change right. the rules on us, Jacob. Kenrich Williams. No. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. All three of you say no on Kenny Hustle. That's correct. He's, He's, He's going to be traded? hustling. I think he gets traded this offseason before yep. we see his shooting splits go back to where they should be. Yep. He'll be Trade hustling for somebody value, else. Right? It's the rules mm -hmm. of the stock market. Get that second rounder, Sam. <laughs> he could have had a second already. I think he's looking to package him in something greater. Mm. Ty Sorry. Jerome. I say yes. What do you think? I like Ty. He's slow and steady. He's fundamental. But he's got some spice to him every now and he then. He does have some spice. Did you say that behind the back? back? Yeah. It's so, that, he's, he's fun, man. He's got a nice little floater game. He is not afraid to pull the trigger at any point in time. 
anybody that pulls out a behind the back in the lane is all right with me. I'm going to say Ty Jerome's still around. Nothing like a behind the back pass for an assist down 20. I love it. <laughs> so fun. I hope I hope next week Ty hits a three and then goes over and grabs the tattoo gun off Gabriel deck. Oh my God. That's, that, that sounds, and then fires it in the air. Sounds like a incredible. dream I had. <laughs> it's erotic. <laughs> Hopefully it's the gun he grabs. Oh my gosh. Oh my Come on, God, dude. Nick, do you have any feelings on Ty Jerome next season? Um, I don't want to get ahead of the game, but I think one of Ty Jerome or Sfimi Hailuk make the roster long-term. I know Sfi is Ooh. up for contract this year, Ty Jerome's the next year, but I think Sfi getting a contract or not is going to be very telling on Ty. Interesting. So then let's move on to Sfi. Sfi. Uh, who would you guys rather have? I, would you rather have Sfi or, or Ty Jerome? Because Ty spent all four years in college and speaking out of KU early. No, and he was four years, but he was just way Spee younger. He was four years. He, he started college uh, at 17. So oh. he came out and he was still 21. Okay. See, that's where I had my hangup was, but Spee has like, has done the opposite of Kyle Singler where he has <laughs> taken a bad situation in Detroit, despite his first couple of years in the league and gone back to what he has been. He's just been killing it in OKC. And I really like him as a role player going forward for them uh, more than I would Ty Jerome. What do you, I mean, Nick, I, you're nodding I, your head. yeah, he's, he's six, eight. He gets assignments like Luka Doncic, CJ he's McCollum, six eight? six, eight. I did not realize he was that tall. You're, you're talking to Nick who just wrote the profile on speed. <laughs> That's true. Shameless I, I think, plug, by the way, I think, I think he, he just has more tools that the defense is coming along. They're giving him those types of assignments. I just, I love Ty. I think Ty's awesome. I just don't know if, if his ceiling is as high. I don't think either of them have high ceilings, but here's another thing on those two. And Nick, you've kind of already alluded to this. Svi is due a new contract this summer, ties under contract for another two seasons. Yep. Do you want Svi at seven million a year or do you want Ty at three? Hmm. Right? I think that that factors. I don't know what I want, but that factors into the calculus <laughs> that Sam Presti has to make. Would you rather have would you rather have Sfi at seven and assets for trading tie or tie for mm. two and no Sfi because he walks? And a salary cap floor that makes a little bit more sense. Mm. There you go. Yeah. It's, uh, it's juicy. An interesting argument. Uh next up, another guy due for a contract this summer, Tony Bradley. I say yes. I feel like it's e is it not as easy? I hate Moses Brown, by the way, not the person, just the player. Well, okay. Um, I think that I think yes, because I think it's more likely that he gets re-signed than it does that he walks. Just again, like the Presty mold of not letting guys walk for nothing. I think mm -hmm. he gets re-signed. How long he sticks around, I don't know. And it's not like you don't have the money to re-sign him. Right. Yeah. I mean, shit, you have money coming out your ears right now. You, you're giving $4 million to Gabrielle Deck. I think yes, he can exactly. probably sign Bradley. Yeah. What? Mildly hot take. I think they should be starting Tony Bradley over Moses Brown. I agree. That's what, I, that's, why, that's why I'm thinking. That's what I was about to ask you guys. And Nick's about to talk, so I guess I'm going to ask Nick this question. <laughs> um, long term... Moses Forget Brown, what you had to say, Nick. Answer yeah, this question. I mean, you, you can do both, you know. Long term... Moses Brown or or Tony Bradley? It's got to be Bradley, right? 
It's hard because we've barely seen anything of Moses. We've That's seen fair. Tony Bradley. He got traded like to three different teams in one offseason. Like teams were just kind of handing him off. And I think I think I've talked to some people that cover the Jazz. I've talked to people that cover the Sixers. They say his ceiling and their opinion is a backup. Moses mm-hmm. Brown, is he a clear backup in the league right now? Obviously. But he's played what 20 games? I just where hate how slow his feet are. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. He's a traditional center. You don't love that. If Oklahoma City drafts Mobley, I think you see Tony Bradley walking out that door. That's fair. That's a yeah, good that's see. Fair. I, I think Tony Bradley and Moses Brown. Yes, Moses Brown's a little bit taller and bigger. But I think they're the same mold of center. They're dropping and pick and roll coverage. Uh, they struggle to get out and guard on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, although Tony Bradley's more of a below the rim finisher, they're both not going to create any offense. They're going to catch dump offs and, and lay them in or dunk them. Uh, they are both the same mold of player to me. Agreed. You don't need two of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think they're more at, at where the NBA is in 2021. Uh, they are situational bigs, I think. Yep. So Totally. All right. Well, let's move on to Moses Brown. Mm. Are you going to be here next year? I think he's okay. going to make an exodus. Oh, my God. I hate you. Why? A, that was a, good. Actually, Come on. That's great. It's a great yes. Bible joke. God. Great Bible joke. Thank you. I I'm appreciate it. Host of the Bible jokes. Yep. <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree with everything that you guys said on Moses versus Bradley. I think that what I'm interested to see as we get more out of Moses is what we always talk about. A guy comes into the league, makes a splash because nobody knows anything about him. And he's a giant seven foot two he monster that can just destroy you and drop double doubles when he sneezes. Does that continue? I don't know. You know, does that, does that continue as people figure him out as they understand that his feet are super slow and they can take advantage of him like this? Like, does he continue to bring as much positivity? I don't know. I want to see that a little bit before I make a final judgment, but I think it's, uh, I think it's interesting. I, I agree with what you guys said about it's going to be Moses or Tony, probably not both. Yeah, it's hard to say yes on one and no on the other, but like, like Nick did with Ty and Svi, uh, I think it's one or the other. I, I think that's probably fair. All right, let's go to the last guy I have on my list. Isaiah Roby. Stay or go? I want to say no, but I think he will be. You want to say no because you want him gone? (laughs) This is correct, sir. Got it. (laughs) I think think he'll be around. I think that, again, I think he deserves another year to see what he can do, depending on what the roster looks like next season. I think that, you know, seeing him playing a different position, he's been asked to play some crazy positions this year Mm -hmm. with injuries and and people sitting out. I think give him a full year, maybe next year, you know, based off our conversation earlier, maybe next year looks slightly more normal. Maybe not. Maybe it's another just kind of like carousel of roster moves and we, we can't get a great read on it, but I think I, I feel like I could, use another year Roby evaluation talking about how, how much Roby has had to bounce around. I don't know if you guys remember this one of the first 10 games of the season, Isaiah Roby started at center to guard Nikola Jokic. 
That was right. Fun. Exactly. God bless that man's soul. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if OKC drafts somebody not just like, not like Jonathan Kaminga, uh, but of course they want to draft draft him. But if OKC gets somebody in like Isaiah Todd, who's kind of like a stretch four sort of guy, do you think they think twice about keeping Roby on the team? I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't. I don't. The only way he's not on the team is if you cut him. I don't know how much he brings to a trade package. You can't really trade him by himself. Yeah. Uh, is he even guaranteed? Yeah, he is guaranteed. Yeah, I think he is. He's he's on the largest second round contract in NBA history. <laughs> wow. Actually, yeah. When he got signed in the second round, it was the largest ever. Wow. The more you know. Um, Fascinating. Isaiah Roby. For, uh, for Justin Patton. Patton. Fun fact Justin. about Roby. Was that the night that Justin Patton went for like 50 something? I don't know. It was a different night because after Justin Patton went for 50 something in that G League game, uh, uh, he got called up immediately called up. to the Thunder. Yep. Yep. And then he played another G League game that Sam Presti was at, actually playing against Roby's squad yep. when they got swapped. You know, Wade for Willie Cauley Stone. Roby has played 25% of his minutes at small forward, 40% mm. at power forward, and 35% at center. That is weird. Yeah, it is. It's very weird. Positionless basketball, baby. <laughs> no, really, though. They just don't have anybody up front when everybody's getting hurt. So I think moral of the story is there's going to be some roster turnover. They're going to churn some guys. Uh, we're going to see some new faces in the Oklahoma City um, development factory, as I like to call it, come next season. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what will happen. I think we tend to get attached to some of these guys because they're fun. Um, but at the end of the day, right? Like they're the Thunder are bringing these guys in. They're getting a look, they're making evaluations and then they're rotating them in and out and getting new guys in. Uh, but I think we've kind of established that core that's going to be around the, the Shea, uh, Lou, Poku, Maladone. Uh, we, we were kind of iffy on Baisley, but but that's kind of your young core that you really have high hopes for. The rest of them is just uh, as Keith Smith has called it. You're you're mining for diamonds. You're hoping you hit something. So well that's said. fair. Trying to get a million Derek Whites and Spencer Dinwiddies before we get those top five picks, baby. That is very true. All right. Well, are you guys ready to move on to the tank meter? Of course, mm. always. Loser! You're a loser! And that means that the number one pick in the NBA draft goes to... All right, Nick, we're going to start with you. When the tank is full, this team is gunning for the number one pick. When it's empty, they are making a run for the playoffs. I think we're all going to be pretty similar this week. But what is the status of the tank? It is... A nine. However, <laughs> I like that we haven't established like one through ten. Nick's just like it's a nine. <laughs> it's I'm going off a one to ten scale. Yeah, it's correct. Okay, um, tracking. It's, it's it's a nine. However, SGA is set to get reevaluated in mid April. That should be this week if I know how to read a calendar. The results of that reevaluation will either put me up to a 10 or it may drop me down to a 6-7. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I also think if I were in charge of the Oklahoma City Thunder, 
I would look at Shea's foot, and I would look at the roster, and I would look at where I'm at in the standings and say, what's the point? <laughs> what are we going to achieve? What yeah. are we going to learn from Shea in the last 10 games that we don't already know? The, the risk far ways, outweighs the reward. I what think if he that's goes out there and pulls a Paul George, snaps his leg in half. Right? I think that's the perfect for me when they say we're, he's going to be reevaluated mid April. <laughs> that's the perfect time to do it. You take a look, and that's the, the perfect chance to say, ah, he's just not quite there yet. We're going to go ahead and shut him down for the rest of the season. God, that got like, dark really fast, Jake. <laughs> I'm just I saying, kinda, man. Like, I kind of like his stat line right now. Just leave it be 24 game. Like, he, he looks good. Oh, the, the shooting numbers. I tweeted this uh, before that knee injury and after that knee injury. He's like 51, 45, and like 86 for free, his shooting splits. Free throw line needs to get way better. He's still in the 70s. Come on, man. Yeah, oh, overall he's in the 70s. The second half of the season he picked it up. But yeah, it's the shooting line, the, the percentage, the efficiency is insane. It's so good. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Nick. Don't don't come back and f up that stat line. <laughs> Keep it nice and pristine. Well, we, we've Justin. already seen we've seen so many times that like yeah, stat lines don't actually matter. But when it comes to all stars and all NBAs, and you're looking at bodies of work, and you, like it just it looks good. Yep, Justin, where are you putting the tank meter at? All right, I'm gonna tell a story as I, I as love, I like I to do these. during during I like tank stories. Okay, so few years ago before i'm uh set to have have our first kid some friends took me out to a brazilian steakhouse as our as as the dude version of a baby shower sit down and decide okay first go around i'm saying yes to every single meat you got got to try them all it's like pokemon what, what was the name of the brazilian steakhouse you went to rafaine it's here in dallas um I had, I had never been there before, so I figured I, I owed it to the steakhouse mm -hmm. to try all the meats. Mm -hmm. um, they had the meats. They brought me the meats. They also brought around roasted pineapple, which was fantastic that they'd like sheared off like they did the meat. Delightful. Beside the point. So first round, I get all the meats. Then I kind of honed in on three or four spicy picanha, A+. Plus. Got, a, got like five more helpings of spicy picanha, bunch of roasted pineapple. I just keep going. It's like one of those things when they say if you're in, in an eating competition, it takes like 20 minutes for your stomach to feel full. And I, I fully maximized that. So as we leave, I immediately realize how full I am. Like it didn't hit me until I went to sit down in my car and <laughs> I had to recline my seat all the way back and unbutton my pants just to not physically feel like I was going to throw up. Now, this place was not super close to my house, so I had I had a drive ahead of me, and I got about like five minutes on the road, and it just keeps getting worse. So now I'm doing like breathing techniques. You know, I, I've recently gone to like labor, class, like you were, yeah, you were right? in labor, <laughs> birthing class with my wife, and Ugh. I'm like doing the like, <laughs> no, stop this. My seat all the way back. <laughs> and and I have the AC blasting. It's like December. I have the AC blasting cold air. It's Head out the like window. Man. Ace Ventura. I, I call my wife. She's like, "How how was the how was the dinner?" And I was like, "I think I'm dying. I think my stomach's going to explode." And I start doing the breathing. And she's like, "Are you doing Are you doing the birthing breathing?" Anyway, Ugh. that's how full the tank meter is. 
The Thunder are. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going. <laughs> the Thunder are one and nine in their last ten. They've had multiple thirty-plus point beatdowns. Uh, even with Dort and Bay's back, where you thought it might be a little more competitive, they really never kept it close against the Sixers. This team is bottom of the bottom. They have inserted their foot back into the race to where they're looking legitimately at the five spot because while they've been one and nine over the last 10, everybody else around them is kind of like four and six, three and seven. They've made up some ground, and that was what we needed to see from them if they were legitimately going to have a shot at a top lottery pick. Incredible story, Justin. (laughs) Thank you. I'm mildly interested in what happened when you got home and how big the dump was, but I'm going to save that for uh, the after hours uncontested. Uh, Kamiar, where's the tank meter? Oh, I mean, I've also had my my share of Brazilian Steakhouse uh, (laughs) in San Antonio. It was uh, Fogo de Chao, and Mm. it was it was fantastic. And it was while it was while the Spurs were in the playoffs, and that that was that was fantastic on the on the on their own River Walk, which is way better than OKC's. But what was it called? Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao. It's fantastic. Fogo de Chao. It's so good. good. It's like a $50 cover charge as soon as you get in, and they just bring you everything from a filet mignon mignon to everything else. That's fantastic. But anyways, (laughs) it's got to be full, man. Uh, They have been ass terrible, and uh, it it takes the edge off of watching the games. Like, you know, like like, like the Ty Jerome, like, you you know they're going to be terrible. Like, you saw how yesterday's game started, them just literally falling down all over the court. Um, and then we're like, hey, uh, Ty, Ty Jerome got to wrap around behind the back uh, assist down 20. That's fun. And there's nothing else to talk about for the rest of the game. And so, uh, yeah, it's full tank mode, bro. Uh, Shea doesn't need to be coming back. But if he does, I'll welcome it. But I still hope they lose when he comes back or if he comes back. It needs can to it, be. Can it really be a, a full 10 until Frank the Tank Kaminsky is on the roster? Mm. <laughs> I hope I thought you were going to say Frank the Tank from old school when they're going streaking. <laughs> <laughs> right. They are going streaking. Yeah, they are. With losses. It's a good time. Six straight. It's the biggest losing yeah. streak of the year by two, like times two. Three was the biggest before this. Yep. That's, it, what, that's where would, where would they be at? Where would they be at? Sorry, Jacob. Where would they be at? Like in the Western division conference excuse me in the western conference if they were still starting everybody and not lying about injuries would they still be at like 10th would they be or would or no, they're not in the 10th place but i'd argue they'd they, be higher would they be, they'd be in they'd be, that top they'd, 10? they'd be right around where the sacramento kings are and the new orleans pelicans are so 24 i think they'd be higher i think they'd be in the plan i honestly mm. do I think the they'd be they were pushing it. They'd be pushing it, I think, but I don't know if they'd be in there. It's, uh, yeah, it's interesting for sure. No, that's, uh, and and uh, think of it from the, the flip side of that coin, Kamiar. Dort doesn't get the block on John Wall. The Thunder don't come back from like 25 down to beat Chicago in overtime. Just take those two. The Thunder are sitting firmly at like fifth best odds and like a game and a half out of the fourth best odds. Right, yeah, it's, it's like it, it's balancing on the edge of the knife, right? And those games and those wins were fun, but at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to be worth it. What would Oklahoma City have been better off? I understand they got draft capital to do this, 
never making the Al Horford trade and rolling out Danny Green, letting him get bought out, walk, whatever. I think Al Horford won some of those games. Maybe not having huge stat lines, but mm-hmm. what he's done in the locker room, what he's done on the floor. I mean, since he's left, they're one and nine. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> at the end of the day, that Al Horford trade got you Teo Maladone. It got you a future first. We'll see what they get from Al Horford. If they can still manage to get their odds down to like fifth best, um, I think that's pretty damn good. Until Oklahoma City gets fifth best odds and gets the 11th pick. Don't you dare. <laughs> it's not really how the odds work, but yes, that, that would be our luck. Um, mm-hmm. Before we go around the association, Justin, will you take us on a trip through the comments section, please? It's my favorite thing to do. Too bad it's not local news comments section. That's really my favorite. <laughs> Don't read the comments. This is one place where it's okay to read the comments, okay? Um, I'm going to scroll back towards the top here. So first, let's go. I'm, I'm going to assign these to people. I'm going to be I'm going to be like a teacher since I'm on a pod with two teachers. Kamiar, <laughs> is the Thunder going to start Bays? Like, is Bays the long-term starter on this team going forward? Like after this season, is he going to be for the rest of the season? Oh, okay, okay, season. okay. You know, man, that's a great question. I mean, if he's healthy, I say yes because overall, out of the entire season, out of all the guys that have started anywhere, uh, especially with those guys that that came in with that young group, the guys that aren't being tried out everywhere, like Poku, uh, he was the overall like biggest negative. Um, so if you want to tank, you you do play basically, but then he had a great first game back despite almost having double double digit turnovers, which is great for the tank, by the way. Uh, so yeah, no, I think, I think you, I think you continue to play base the four. I, I really like what I saw against the, against the, uh, I almost said nets, the Sixers. And I really like what he's been able to do. Maybe he's been able to study the game a little bit more um, while he's been on the bench with a fractured scapula. And uh, yeah, no, I really like what he can do at the four. Give him more opportunities in the pick and roll as the ball handler and a bunch of that stuff. See him, let him develop a little bit more. So yes, I think he will be the starting four going forward and let Poku play the three because they don't want him to play in the four for some reason. I like it. All right, Jacob, this one's for you. This came during our discussion around whether or not kind of the timeline of the team has changed. Any chance Presti is getting pressure to be a good team from someone above him? Oh, good question. And my answer is emphatically no. I think Presti and the ownership group uh, maybe have the best relationship um, in the entire league. I think this Thunder ownership group is very hands-off. They trust Sam Presti as they should, as one of the best GMs in the league. They trust him to do his job. Uh, He has proven himself time and time again. I do not think there is any pressure I think they are looking at Presti right now and saying, do your thing. And while Presti is doing his thing, he is saving that ownership a lot of money. <laughs> That's true too. Hard to not like that. Uh, so he's not going to get Atlanta Hawks is what you're saying. Correct. He's okay. not going to get told to go sign a whole bunch of middle tier players and make a playoff push. <laughs> Although shout out to Atlanta. They're playing pretty decent right now. Yeah, pretty decent. Nick, this one's for you. Who? is most likely to be more valuable long-term Poku or Bayes? Poku, just because of the reason he was drafted, the untapped potential and the super high ceiling, even if two years from now, neither of them have turned into much. 
I still think the fact that he's a seven footer with the abilities he has makes him more valuable than a six, nine guy that plays either forward position. Um, so yeah, I think Poku just, just because of his intangibles. Poku is full of intangibles. Next question. Kamiar looking ahead to free agency. Who are guys who are genuine vets, not young guys that would fit in OKC? This is like in the future, like past this season, like looking at this summer. Nobody wants to come to Oklahoma City. That's why they have to draft them and get them on controllable contracts. So steal them from Europe. (laughs) Dude, I have no clue. Who wants to come to Oklahoma City? Tell me. Tell me that. Do you want a list of uh, (laughs) of free agents? No, you don't need a list of free agents. They never going to come to Oklahoma City. That's why they get here via trade. Or <laughs> they, didn't wanna, they didn't want to come with Russ, KD, Harden. They're Seriously. not going to want to come with Poku and the boys. They got freaking... Oh, oh no, hey, Randy. Gabriel Deck did, all right? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's go play for the team that, that values playing their 20 and, and 19-year-olds. And at I can one sit point, at the end of the bench. Yeah. Yeah. At, at one point, Anthony... Morrow was the biggest free agency signing for OKC. Nobody's coming to play here unless they are traded for or unless they are drafted. So, like, I know everybody was like, oh, Giannis is getting to his free agency. No, Giannis isn't going anywhere near Oklahoma City because, like, the only thing we do over here is go to Cattleman's and uh, watch basketball. I don't know. There's nobody's what, coming. What more OKC's not going to overpay. OKC can't overpay. Like, why would you want to overpay people anyways? Like why? That's that, that's your salary for. That's how you end up as Sacramento. For. That's how you end up like Sacramento. You're not going to you're not going to no. you're not going to sign I'm anybody. So, you're not going to do so that. I'm so glad I asked you this question. It, it's just like <laughs> and like it's a question that most OKC fans want to hear, right? Like Oklahoma nope. is going to have a lot of cap room. They're going to be able to sign players with big contracts. Cool. Go get yeah. Uh, Biombo, great. Get his fat contract. Everybody wants freaking Biombo's contract. Yeah, here, here's it, the thing: they're not going to sign players with that cap space. What they're going to do is they're going to absorb a great John comment. Wall, right? They're going to absorb, um, I don't know what other horrible Russell Westbrook. They're going to absorb these god awful contracts, yeah, off another team and take a draft pick with it. But it's it not is, free agency. It's not free agency. Right. It's, exactly. It's interesting. That, that, that's where that money is going to go, though. Two, two and three years from now, because that's what never happened on the first come up is they had these young stars and they could never get the, the vets, the fillers. So I think that's a valid question two to three years from now. I like what Jeremiah has said, though. Do you think we should send European players like fake images of what Oklahoma City looks like and say it looks like it's like, like when, uh, when people tweet like, yeah, um, Hefner Lake, yeah, Hefner yeah. Lake. And it's like a picture of like Bali or something. Yeah. You think we should do that and like be like, and, oh, like I bet have, Presti already is and frame the Devon Tower as like that big, massive tower in the UAE, United Arab Emirates and Dubai and be like, oh, look at this spacious yes. place. There's golf courts and uh Taylor Peterson works in this building and uh, there's tennis courts on top of this. The 30 million story building made of glass. Tom Cruise, (laughs) Tom Cruise filmed 30 movies here. All the mission impossibles. You, we got Bobo's chicken. (laughs) Yeah. Selling point in general. There we go. There we go. Have Bobo actually at the free agency meeting. We got all the players. We we need you want honey. Yes. That's all you got. That's all you got to ask at the free agency meeting. The answer to that is always yes. All right. It's last question. 
for Jacob. Uh oh. Not to get you too tingly, but let's say we get Cade. Would you trade Shea to get another top five guy if we had the opportunity to lengthen the timeline or stick with Cade and Shea together? Cade and Shea together. I'm only even contemplating letting it enter my brain trading Shea if it's to get Cade. If I already get the number one pick, it, this is like the New Orleans Pelicans uh, Anthony Davis argument, right? It was whoever gets pick number one is going to get AD because the Pelicans will get Zion. But then the Pelicans just got the number one pick. If the Thunder get the number one pick, there's no reason to trade Shea. The only reason you'd ever think about trading Shea is to get the number one pick. So no. There's no I'm reason not, to trade Shea. I'm not trading Shea. It's, it, I'm rocking Shea and Cade uh, for the next 10 years, and uh, I'm going to have a good time with it. Hard to go wrong. I, I mean, I think, you know, at best... You hope for Shea would be a good good scenario for a top five pick. Could it be better than Shea? Absolutely. But like if you drafted Shea top five, you'd be pretty pleased. And I think that's that's what you have to consider with Shea's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a, a proven commodity at this point versus taking a chance on a guy that, that and you just some don't front know. some front offices prefer that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some yep. front offices prefer the proven commodity. Uh, some prefer the potential. I think we've seen that the Thunder prefer the potential. Right. Definitely um, so. Whereas teams like the Knicks and the Kings, they prefer the known commodity. We've talked about this, and this is like a one last question, I guess, to the group if you want. We've, or we've already talked about it before, but would you spend some picks to go get John Collins despite knowing he's going to want a big contract to pair with Shea? I'm not a huge John Collins guy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. He's good, mm. but I, I don't know if, if that's what I'm spending my, that's what I'm cashing my chips for. I think it depends on on who you get in the draft. Like, if you, I don't know, if you decide that, okay, this is the squad and we can add John Collins and we're going to go for it now, then maybe. Otherwise, like, unless you're kind of pushing the chips in now, then I don't think it makes sense. Okay. Love you. Love you too, buddy. Let's take a trip around the association. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, 
You'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's do our trip around the association as a game of take it or leave it. So I'm going to give one of you guys a statement. You tell me, are you taking it, meaning you think it's going to happen, or are you leaving it? We will start with Justin. Oh. Justin, take it or leave it. The Celtics will split the Jason Tatum-Jalen Brown duo in the next two seasons. Ah, that's interesting. There's a lot of Bostonians who are upsetty spaghetti, to use Kamiar's term, um, with what's going on in Boston right now. I think they should keep them together, in which case I'm I'm leaving that. I think they they should embrace those two. I think that again it goes back to like known commodities versus an unknown like what are you going to bring back what do you who are you going to go get that would be an improvement over one of those i mean tatum just dropped 50 the other night right like i i don't know i i think that those guys are a great fit in boston i think it may take some time i don't know maybe maybe it wasn't as fast as some people wanted it to be but i'm not sure that they'd be able to get you know, move move the roster pieces enough to make a huge difference over what they already have. So you're leaving it. I'm leaving it. All right. I'm into it. The next one, we will go to Nick Crane. Nick, take it or leave it. One of the Jazz or the Suns will be in the Western Conference Finals. Taking it. Ooh, okay. Be more specific. Which one's making it? Mm. Mm. The Suns. Okay. The Rudy Gobert situation. I know this is one of your favorites to talk about, Jacob. Just the traditional big man in the playoffs. Doesn't really play to your favor. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that Chris Paul does some pretty spectacular things. Devin Booker can ball out. Um, if I was putting money in Vegas... I'd have both LA teams in the in the Western Conference <laughs> Finals, but since you gave me two teams, the field has expanded, and I'd rather take the field. Um, but I do think if I had to pick one of those two, I'd pick the Suns. Nice, I like it. I like it very much. What if I change the question to take it or leave it? One of the Jazz, Suns, or Denver 
will make it to the Western Conference Finals over the Lakers? Hmm. <laughs> I'm leaving it. I think, I, I I think, think I'm, on, I'm on record. I'm not a Clippers guy at all. Like, yeah. I question if the Clippers are even going to be able to, to – um, I think they're going to get beat in the second round, personally. Um, yeah, no, I think – when you threw in the Lakers, that made it harder. Um, no, I think I think if one of the other teams doesn't make it, it's the Clippers. Um, man, it's it's really tough. I think I think if they don't make it, if the Clippers do not make it to the Western Conference Finals, Sam Presti's world opens up because there's Does Kawhi start to look elsewhere. I think He's I think Kawhi agent. I think Kawhi's already spinning the wheels elsewhere. Ooh. I think so. Too. I think so too. He's a weirdo. He is kind of a weird <laughs> Kamiar. Take it or leave it. The Nets or the Lakers will be NBA champs. So basically, Nets and Lakers or the field. Uh, Nets, Nets and Lakers. I feel like, I feel like it's a, that's a relatively safe bet. So I would take that. Um, I mean, like okay. you, you have the Sixers, and I, I, I love what Doc Rivers is doing with them and taking the ball out of Ben Simmons' hands more often. That's great because that's what good basketball teams do, especially with Ben Simmons on your team. Um, and the Nets are just talented because you have all those dudes and Kyrie and Dennis Schroeder getting into an argument. That's fun. Uh, but in, in the Lakers have too much talent. I mean, in the Lakers are sinking down. I think they're the fifth seed now or about to be the fifth seed, man. 80s and LeBron are going to come back right before the playoffs or like not in like in two, three weeks. And that's not right before the playoffs, but they are, uh, they are going to ruin a lot of teams playoff seeding experiences by being like the fourth or fifth seed when playoffs come around. So whatever. Can you imagine working the entire year? Like for the Jazz or the Suns, you land the number one overall pick, and your second round matchup is the full strength Los Angeles Lakers. Sounds terrible, man. Oh, it sucks so much. <laughs> Justin, take it or leave it. Ooh, this is one of my favorite ones on my list. Mm. The Warriors trio of Steph, Clay, and Draymond will never play another game together. Oh, 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 oh I'm taking that. Um, I'm taking it. Because, yeah, there there's so many variables there, right? I think the Warriors are having a real bad time right now. Um, they they should not be as bad as they are, and I that think is that the correct statement. <laughs> I think that I I don't know. It feels like the the what's the word I'm looking for? The brotherhood is over in in a sense. Like I think they all still like like each other it's not like that but i i just think like what they had on the court is gone like draymond what's draymond adding to that team at this point he's he is not who he was when they were winning titles who knows what clay's ever going to be again and steph's getting old i think if i'm the warriors i look to start fresh a little bit i start thinking about the future a little more than trying to continue to look back like they seem so intent on doing everybody from ownership to coaching staff to the players themselves are just obsessed with talking about that one run they had. Um, I think it's time to move on. If Draymond Green would have been on the Kings his entire career, would we ever talk about him? Nope. No. Nope. Perfect pl landing place. Perfect scenario. Um, yeah, it was, we would, uh, we would never be talking about Draymond Green. Uh, Nick, you've got the next one. Take it or leave it. Someone besides the Wolves 
will end the re- end with the worst record in the NBA this season. I think the Rockets finished with the worst record. Ooh. Okay. The the Wolves that would be good news for the Thunder. The Wolves have talent on paper. Like Cat, Ant, Delo. I know Malik Beasley is out for a little bit. Like that's a solid young trio. The Rockets. I'm sorry, Christian Woods, fine. John Wall is fine, but like the John rest Wall's of the Rockets, fine if he gives a shit. Right. It's like the the Rockets are the worst team on paper. Hmm. Agreed. Yep. So you got the Rockets coming in last, Minnesota coming in second to last. Yep. All right. Kamiar, take it or leave it. Brad Beal and Russell Westbrook will both start the season as Wizards next year. Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave that one, buddy. Okay. Which one know. is gone? I was about to say, I don't know which one's gone. I would assume it'd be Brad Beal and for poor Russ just to hang out there with Scott Brooks coaching for his life, who I don't think is going to be there. Scott for... Brooks won't be there if Beal's gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. I, I don't think Scott, I don't think Scott Brooks is going to be there either. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Russ is going to have a lot of fun with uh, Rui Hachimura. So yeah, but I'm, I'm going to take that. One of them is gone. Brad Beal most likely. And to Nick's point, yeah, I believe Scott Brooks will be gone as well. If, if you're trading one of those two, you're admitting to blowing it up. I think, and I mean, if you're blowing it up, trading Brad Beal is what gets you assets. I don't know if you can get off that Russell Westbrook contract. It blows my mind that the Thunder got two firsts and two swaps plus Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. And what did Houston get? John Wall and a protected first, I think. Oh, man, so good. <laughs> and then the Thunder right. turned around and flipped Chris Paul for a first and Ty Jerome and what ended up being Alexei Pokashevsky and... God. Yep. Yep. Master yep, yep, tier yep, work yep, from yep, Sam yep. Presti. Master <laughs> tier work. Justin, the second to last one. Uh, a bit of a different style of question here. So I'm interested on your uh, your perspective. Okay. This year's NBA playoffs will be at near max capacity for in arena crowds. No, I'm leaving that. I'm leaving okay. that. I, I don't think we're there yet. I think that teams you know they some teams are bringing some fans in i i don't think we're there yet um i think i say near max i mean like 75 percent or higher yeah i don't think so i there's too many teams around the league that are still too much very cautious yeah and that's a good point too i almost wonder if will the league have to cap it somehow like what if the utah jazz go a hundred percent and the Phoenix Suns have like 2,000 people in the stands. That's, That's not fair. I didn't think That's, of that. I didn't either until Nick just said that. That's really interesting. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't see it happening now this fall. I'm, I'm feeling more and more confident that we'll see that, that we'll see arenas back to normal. I think the league the has announced that, season. haven't they? That this fall they plan on having max capacity arenas again? Well, there yeah, you go. See, that. yeah, that's why that. I feel so confident about it. <laughs> I mean, the ra- the Rangers had a full thing the other day. Yeah, yeah, but that's outside. I think that makes uh, that makes some difference. It's outside. It's, uh, all right. Interesting. I I wonder, Nick, since you brought that up, if the NBA will put a cap on hmm. uh, how the percentage of how full an arena can be for a playoff game uh, to remove unfair advantages. Because I mean, you if, know the Jazz would pack that thing, like well, I mean, 
what if the Thunder were to make the playoffs and they've already said no fans? Like, right? It's, it's they just, knew. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure, yeah. sure, but it's but it's interesting yeah. like, in a situation like that. What do you do? Like, yeah. you can't you can't fault a team. I mean, you can. I mean, it's weird times. They've done it all season. Playoffs are just, they feel different. I don't know. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It is fascinating. Nick, you get the last one. Joy. We're bringing it We're full circle. We're coming back to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Take it or leave it. The Oklahoma City Thunder, regardless of how they end up there, get two top five picks in the 2021 draft. Leaving it. Oh, okay. That was quick. It's, it's, I mean, I'm sure we could do some math on it. The odds of that happening are so slim. Well, so. I'm also saying like they could trade in as well. Mm. Does that change your, your answer at all? No. (laughs) Okay. Just just because, just because I think, I think Presty kind of likes having all these chips as, as great as it it would be to have another one this year. I think he just likes having them. I think he does too, but he's not going to be like Ainge and just not use them. No, definitely. But I don't think he's going to give up. I mean, there's what fifteen first in the next seven years. I don't see him giving up yeah. four or five of those fifteen, a third of his treasure chest, to get one guy. When 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 we've seen time and time again, four or five gets you James Harden. Four and five gets you Anthony Davis. Why go trade for the third overall pick when that's what four or five picks gets you? Mm-hmm. Would you spend three I, to I, get Jalen Brown? We've talked about this like a million times. Would you spend yeah. three first rounders to get Jalen Brown? Absolutely, but I wouldn't spend yeah, three right? to go get Jalen Green. Oh fuck! Yeah, mm. I <laughs> uh, I tweeted this yesterday, nope. um, yesterday morning. But I, I tweeted a list of like the best player from each draft over the past ten years, and only like half of them were number one. The rest of them were like three, four, twelve. Yeah. Right? Um, number one doesn't automatically mean that you're getting the best pick. Justin, do you agree with Nick? Uh, are you leaving the Thunder getting two top five picks this year? My head says yes. My heart says no. I think that I, I, you know, if they're trading, it's probably to trade. It, that means they're trying to put their chips in to trade up to three or four because they didn't get that in the lottery, is my guess. Um, I and I think that to me feels like the the most likely scenario is I don't know. We've we've thrown this scenario out a few times. Say they get like six and eight or six and 10 mm-hmm. or something like that, package those together, maybe add something else, try to get three, four, something like that to go get whoever you want. That feels like a very likely comfortable scenario. Unless, you know, you hit the magic uh, spin. Like I did the other night on my first spin on tankathon where I got three and five and I wanted to do a happy dance. Here's yeah. a weird, here's a weird question to ask. Do you think teams at some point, like stop doing deals that keep giving Presty picks. Like, do you think someone, do you think someone would say, no, I'm not giving you the number three picks. I don't want you to have two top five picks. Like, has that ever happened? I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure they're like ego and personality getting it. I've always wondered, like, do the thunder get so many picks where it's like pick inflation and what would typically take like two firsts, to get an asset, to get something, the team says, screw you, Preston. You got to give me right. four. Exactly. Because they're not as worth as much to you because you have so many of them. 
or like it, or like a t- like you just lose leverage. A team that has like Oklahoma City last year had three starting caliber point guards. A team can say you don't need the third one. Whereas if you just had one, you're like I can't pry your point guard away from you. Yeah, it's the the idea of value and uh, supply and demand in the NBA is is very fascinating. Um, I'm just gonna leave it on the the two top five picks. The last time the Thunder entered a rebuild. They trade. They had one top five pick. They traded to get a second top five pick uh, to get two guys and really make a push for it. It's in Presti's past. I think he's going to do it again. Maybe I'm way off base and we listen to this podcast four months from now and everyone says how much of a dipshit I am uh, and I'm totally prepared for that. Uh, but I, I say yeah. he's he's going to go for it like he did before. I mean, people will probably say that about you regardless. That's true. That's a fair happened. statement. And and for reference, that's uh, the the Kevin Durant, Jeff Green draft. That was two and five. Is that right? Or two and four? I forget what number Jeff went at. But he, he got pick number two, and they traded Ray Allen to get pick number four. That, five. that Kevin Durant and Jeff Green. Oh, I'm trying to think. What was Jeff Green? I'm looking it up right now. This is so that was, that was 2007. Um, five. Five. Pick, pick five. number five. So the yeah, Thunder just, traded Ray Allen for pick five. I just so. think OKC only ends up with one top five pick, and it might be their own. Otherwise, they're not going to have a top five pick. I don't, I don't think anything special is going to happen. I think it's going to be a really underwhelming draft night like most of them have been besides the whole Serge Ibaka thing that went down that one year. That was fun. And if that's what that I happens, like about you, Kamiar. That's why I think next year is the real tank. It's possible. Interesting. Interesting. I do think like draft night, lottery night and draft night are going to be the two most like stressful nights to be a Thunder fan uh, that we've seen in a long time because exactly what you said, Nick, depending on where the lottery balls fall, and who the Thunder end up drafting, like that's going to dictate how the next couple years go. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's going to be fascinating. All right, guys. Well, good show. We appreciate all of you guys who tuned in live. Join the chat. Uh, make plans. Come again next Sunday, 9 p.m. Central Time. Same place. We'll be chatting more Thunder and NBA basketball. If you're listening to the podcast version, man, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Please drop that five-star rating while you are at it. We will be back your way Tuesday night as the Thunder take on the Utah Jazz. Right off the top of the head. Look at that. We have, I think, three games this upcoming week. We'll be live on the Locker Room app after each one of those. So make sure you download Locker Room. Join us on those post-game shows. Hop on stage. Talk to us live. Type your questions in the chat. It's always a great time. They will also be uploaded to our feed as normal. So if you save those for uh, your drive to work or your commute or your morning workout or whatever, you will also be able to find them there as well. Until then, have a great start of your week. Enjoy uh, a day of no Thunder basketball because this is like the only chance we get of two off days, I think maybe for the rest of the season. And we will talk to you soon. As always, send her up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. 
relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.